I'm unapologetically fly. I don't wonder why, that's just my attitude. Yeah. Okay, hey, that's just my. Uh, 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 come on. Hi guys, welcome to Glitching the Code. I'm here on Iconic.com and you'll be hopefully watching this on YouTube, um, Twitter, Odyssey and Library and BitChute. Um, YouTube until we get chucked off and that's why I've got the guests on today. I've got Erin and Kingsley from Float. They're the creators and founders of Float. They're also in my latest documentary, which is War of the Words. Hi guys, thank you for taking the time to come on. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, we appreciate it. No worries. I, I really wanted to chat to you guys. You you provided us with a great interview and to get you guys on it within this documentary. It's out on the 8th of um, May, by the way, on Iconic.com. Um, it was great because you guys are leading the way with a, with a few other platforms into kind of getting us out of this situation that we're stuck in. How has it been for you guys to try and promote what you're doing whilst using the same technology that you're kind of trying to edge everyone away from it must have been really difficult for you guys to kind of get the whole process moving and ever a struggle yeah it's funny because i i say that often that you know people will be like oh well i'm you know i'm on float but i'm still on facebook or twitter or youtube and i'm like absolutely like you know uh, you got to keep your where your connections are and also you know our main use of those platforms is obviously you know promoting uh float and getting people to join from the, what, what i call the, the big tech platforms you know or the big tech social platforms so, um, so it, it, it has been interesting in that regard. Um, we, we have some, you know, we don't have any, we don't have any, uh, full-blown project Veritas, uh, evidence, but we do suspect that we are getting shadow banned on some of the big tech platforms, specifically oh, Facebook. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Aaron sold on that. Um, but you know, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we, we use, we use their technology to, to promote, you know, ours and in other, other technologies to, uh, to hopefully, you know, protect free speech and, and save humanity in the, in the future. Yeah. Um, I think they just recently canceled an ad that I had put up. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It was criticizing, um, you know, basically putting into place a surveillance uh, state where people can't do the normal things that they would normally do um, without like a health passport. Um, so that may be why they, they took it down. I mean, you can't even say go for a walk on Facebook without getting banned these days. So, um, yeah, I think they're just trying to keep everyone just as unhealthy and as addicted as possible. Yeah. And you know what they do? It's it's not only that they they do uh, these moderation or censorship techniques, you know, shadow banning, deplatforming, demonetizing, all this. But also, you know, it, it then leads to uh, uh, self-censorship, you know, because then, then other content creators, I, I know, I know, uh, like two content creator friends of ours where, uh, and then they know each other too. And they, one wouldn't interview the other or have them on their show because they're worried about what's going to happen afterwards. And it's not even like covering any really, not very, you know, uh, confrontational people or, or com uh, no. uh, controversial is what I'm looking for. Uh, and yet, you know, that's, that's where it's going to. And then you see that with other even, you know, especially YouTubers where they're having to change the words they say in their videos because they're worried about, you know, what's going to happen to them. So, right. Yeah. Not Orwellian at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane, isn't it? I mean, I work a lot with David Icke. So he's one of the, obviously the bigger guys to be chucked off all these platforms. And obviously along with Alex Jones as well, they're the two main guys that you'd kind of one on either side of the pond, as we call it. Um, but it is insane. And I've had a lot of people that won't 
interview David or won't interview Alex because they'll get their YouTube channels taken away from them. But how, when is the point when you go, okay, well, that's something I'm going to just have to accept? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing, you know, we, we are, I guess, are, you know, so we're saying no to accepting that, that reality or that new reality they're trying to push on us. Uh, we believe these conversations, you know, should, should take place, whether you agree or disagree. I mean, the, it's all about discussion. I mean, that's how peaceful people are humans in general. You know, that's how we conduct our everyday lives. It's how we uh, keep in contact with people. We communicate. And when you get rid of the communication process, then you know you only lead the the next the next phase is kind of you know action or violence yeah and so it's almost like it's almost like these big tech platforms are just pushing you know more and more youtubers to the point of saying fuck it you know like i'm just yeah. gonna do what i'm i'm gonna do and you know my my audience will follow eventually you know it's it's we've seen that with so many so many of our friends and so many different content creators where you know they were playing by Google's rules on YouTube to stay on YouTube and, you know, changing the words they say and, you know, typing words in their description so the AI didn't pick up on it, you know, differently and encode. And at the end of the day, it's just, there's, there's something that has got to give, you know, at some point after being demonetized and shadow banned so many times, it really pushes people to just say, you know what, screw you. There are other tools in place where I don't have to go through all this abuse and I don't have to take it anymore. Yeah, so there's a, oh, go ahead. Go on, carry up. Sorry. I was gonna say, yeah, I think you know, there's there's kind of a renaissance, and I think a lot of tech entrepreneurs, uh, you know, over the last five years have kind of woken up to the fact that you know this this is this is a trend that's that uh, is occurring. I, I I you know saw the first parts of this during the Ron Paul days when uh, when they would censor him or or, or uh, you know misrepresent what he just said uh, you know something that I saw with my own or heard with my own ears and saw with my own eyes uh, you know in person and they would go ahead and, and uh, the media would paint you know a whole different picture so this is happening you know this 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 is this trend has been happening and obviously David Icke has been following this for decades um and now it's just getting it's kind of getting to the, the boiling point you know and it's like battered wife syndrome <laughs> it yeah. is so it really is there's a lot of um psychological abuse going on on this there's a thing called biderman's chart of coercion guys if anyone out there hasn't heard of that yet go and have a look at that and then see what they're doing to you because it's the same thing that narcissistic um spouses or partners or mums and dads do to their their siblings or loved ones and it's happening because I know you you um, you didn't actually start out to make a, a social media app, did you? From what I can tell, it was sort of you were doing something, and I know nothing about crypto, by the way. So <laughs> it was like a cryptocurrency wallet, and you really saw what the trend of where this was going, and kind of shifted what you were doing. Is that right to say that? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, we were we were developing AI. So I we've been in crypto since uh, well, Aaron 2014, myself 2013, and so we we built products and services around cryptocurrency for. For a number of years now, and um, and yeah, we were working on a on a privacy uh, coin wallet that was specifically geared towards uh, making you know privacy coins and tokens uh, easy you know user friendly. But we Aaron ended up making friends with a lot of independent journalists, um, you know, in the liberty movement or you know just uh, in, or even in, in crypto. And she uh, and those people, you know, again they 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 started. Getting a hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand subscribers on on uh, on YouTube, you know, fifty thousand on Twitter, three million on Facebook, uh, you know, group, and we just saw it was like, you know, 
the the dominoes kept falling down you know specifically after what happened with uh with alex jones that was kind of the monumental point but um you know there's still every you know pretty much every day we, we kind of hear or know of someone uh that we know personally or that you know that we know through the grapevine yeah we know through the grapevine that's that's still getting uh you know basically harassed uh but yeah it's uh interesting times so yeah you know once we saw that happening and we saw friends start to get affected i mean severely affected like their incomes dropped significantly um you know which which changes your livelihood it changes the way you you act it changes everything about your life uh once someone takes away your income and, and takes away your reach and it, we just decided we needed to kind of step in and, and do something you know like this was our this was our shot to say you know well we're gonna try we're gonna try and if we fail then at least we did we could tell our kids that we did something to try to combat the censorship but if we succeed then we can help people um you know we can help help the cause of freedom and liberty and and with that yeah there's all you know can we, we can do the right thing and also you know as an entrepreneur i feel that right now is is kind of the um the turning point as far as big tech being taken down or our chance to take down big tech or offer solutions alternatives that people will be able to choose because anyone from uh you know libertarian to uh trump conservative or conservative you know worldwide is kind of looking at what's going on uh with big tech and the censorship that's happening and they're looking for alternatives so i think um you know it's it's just a, it's one of those rare circumstances where you can you feel like you can do the right thing and also uh you know potentially make a, a big business out of it and continue did, to do the right thing did you find um because you come from a, like a tech background and then now you're kind of moving over and the things you're talking about are kind of generally considered well were conspiracy theories but now you can't i don't think anyone can say they're theories anymore they're blatantly on your doorstep they're no longer theories this is quite clearly life now did you find yourself kind of you said erin was was in touch with a lot of old, old media journalists as well kind of shifted over to thinking hang on a minute the tech world needs to also join up with these journalists that have been pushed off these proper true journalists that have been pushed off these platforms and there's a coming together there's kind of like a emerging now do you do you feel that uh as far as uh uh big oh so sorry did you say tech journalists or yeah or just, no like, uh, tech, like you guys uh, were coming from a tech background i'm saying right, like, right. Come from like an alternative media journalist journalism yeah. background we're kind of having to come together kind of to help each other yeah absolutely and you know i think that this you know peer-to-peer -peer communication or you know just free speech online is was one of the is, is like part of the ethos of the internet i mean that was the whole point of it right is to connect people and so now uh again the same way that they took over the the media to basically provide their own or implant their own narrative on every single thing that happens in the world um they recognize the 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 power of obviously people communicating together online and and you know let's just let's look at the facts i mean this, the whole reason why a lot of these big tech platforms took off in the first place is because the media wasn't covering a lot of things uh that should have been covered um uh or you know yeah looking into things or you know and then it just gave obviously this whole idea of, of independent journalists being able to to look into research and and provide content on uh on uh you know whatever subject they're interested in so um so yeah there's there's definitely you know i would say 
the Bay Area still obviously, you know, leans a little left. And it's unfortunate that the left seems to be now more in support of the things that are happening with censorship. Yeah. Suppression of yeah. free speech. Yeah. But, um, but there's, you know, there's an emergence. And, and, and that's why I do love, like, the, this, the crypto community uh, specifically is because a lot of those, a lot of those entrepreneurs or, um, or developers and engineers in that space, they do understand the importance of, of free markets, uh, you know, leading to cryptocurrency and free speech. And, you know, and you can even, you can even say that even money is, uh, is a form of speech. So when it comes to the, to the cryptocurrency, one of my main concerns is that, is that part of this agenda clearly be, is pushing the world towards a cashless society. How do you see they're going to balance, balance that out with, that, with a cryptocurrency that isn't, doesn't become co-opted and controlled? I know, I think it's Odyssey, they've already started a campaign to kind of stop big tech or, or, or the government's taking over these cryptocurrencies, how can that be protected and not turn into something that ends up being something like a social credit system? Yeah. So I think um, we just have to, we just have to recognize that at the end of the day, money is a technology. And so in my opinion right now, cryptocurrency is the best uh, form of money technology for the modern world. So, you know, cryptocurrency, being able to remove the middleman when it comes to transacting uh, with anybody in the world at any time in the world, there's no banking hours, there's no uh, restrictions on who you can send to as long how as, much. yeah, or how much. Um, it's also a, uh, a borderless money. So uh, you can have, you know, billions or even trillions of dollars in your crypto wallet and you can uh, not worry about, you know, crossing borders or filling out the wrong form, uh, you know, government form and getting your, your bank accounts, uh, you know, frozen. Um, now, now with any technology, you know, it can be used for good or evil. So you just have to be smart with, you know, with what's, you know, what, what's out there. And we also have to realize that money today, the fiat government money is already, you know, they, they used to say 97%, I'm sure it's like 98 point something percent digital anyways. Now what the government, governments around the world are, are now pursuing, and you'll see this in the headlines, is a central bank digital currency or like a, I don't even call it really cryptocurrency, but that's what they're trying to sell it as. And that's, that's the scary stuff because that's, that becomes the, the total totalitarian um, you know, form of payment that is, you know, kind of mimics the mark of the beast. But as far as cryptocurrency is concerned, I mean, you just have to kind of understand, you know, these, the decentralized distributed nature of it and the resilience of it. And, you know, in my opinion, you know, I, I think that's the, the powers that be, you know, whoever they are, um, they've already controlled all of the commodities of the world throughout history. And they continue till this day to do that, uh, including money. So, you know, it, it just took me a while to realize that like, well, if they already control oil and this and that and this and that, well, they probably already control precious metals too. So, you know. And at least cryptocurrency gives people an opportunity, um, you know, to, to put and restore freedom back. And top down. monetary value. Yeah, yeah, yeah and top down. So, uh, you know, you just have to be, you know, diversify and, and pay attention to the trends. But I still believe that, yeah, cryptocurrency is definitely the most fastest and peaceful way to, uh, to prosperity and, you know, peace worldwide. Um, and until something better comes along. I think part of what, part of what we do like in journalism, um, alternative journalism is trying to push these things like forward and show what could happen. So someone who doesn't know anything about cryptocurrency really at all, is there a case of something we need to watch out is for say, say the vaccines and these vaccine passports, 
to me, they're going to lead to a social credit system. Could there be a point where we need to just keep our heads up and wonder about, we'd have all this cryptocurrency and we'd have all this available to us, but if we didn't have our vaccines or we didn't have a social credit score to a certain level, we wouldn't actually be able to use the funds that we have. Is that something that's, that's just in my mind as a crazy conspiracy theorist, or is that a reality that we need to, to be watch out for? I mean, it's no different than, um, I mean, they, they, they wouldn't be able to uh, take Bitcoin, for instance. They wouldn't be able to say, okay, well, you can't send Bitcoin. What they could do is try to ban the company from, uh, from accepting it, and they can go after the company for whatever reason to, to accept it. But um, in my opinion, you know, it's just cryptocurrency is kind of the, uh, a great technology for humanity and, um, you know, the, a proper way forward. And so there's, you know, if you know the technology a lot uh, enough and there, there is a learning curve behind it because, you know, most people we have to, we have to recognize they don't understand regular fiat money or yeah. the cash in their wallet. Um, so cryptocurrency, you know, again, it's a technology, it's, it's uh, a new technology, but, um, but it's, you know, it's uh, as far as what you can do with it. I mean, it, it can be the solution to getting rid of the federal reserve and this, uh, the central banking cartel uh, globally. So, you know, my opinion is that, you know, this is, I, I went back and forth for years before I finally jumped on the train in 2013, but I just, I feel, you know, especially now, now's the time uh, to, uh, to really take a deep dive and, and understand it because it can, it can, it can, you know, really help us move forward. So in the last year you launched in 2019 before all of this madness started how has that changed your approach to what you're doing? Is it sped it up? You've had, to, I'm assuming you've had to kind of adjust and you're having to adjust every day as you would anyway, but to an extreme now, um, how has it changed your, your view of what you're doing and maybe even the view of why you're doing what you're doing? Yeah, I just, I mean, I think it's important now more than ever. Um, you know, when we, when we first launched, we, we were, you know, a traditional startup, you know, you, you raise money from investors, venture capitalists, angel investors, and a lot of my contacts were from the Bay Area. And uh, when, you know, these are people that I've, I've you know, some of them I've even made money in cryptocurrency. And they, uh, you know, as soon as we launched and I was, I was looking to, uh, to do fundraising through them and raise, uh, raise some seed capital, a lot of them just to assume that I was, you know, creating a, a, a platform for Alex Jones and just Alex Jones and, uh, you know, Nazis. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, bl uh, blowing it out of the water a bit, but, you know, and, uh, and so the, the thing that I guess that has changed the most this past year is that now we see like, like this whole idea of censorship, even in 2019, like most people thought that was conspiracy. Um, they, they, you know, a lot of people, even uh, people that may agree with us are like, well, we're already on Twitter. We already have Facebook, blah, blah. And so now the reality is that, okay, well, you know, whatever you believe about Trump, it doesn't really matter. But the fact is, is that the president of the United States was kicked off a big tech platform, uh, you know, or not just kicked off, year, yeah. but like but heavily and, censored. Yeah. And censored before that. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so now, you know, in my opinion, what they're doing is they're, they're drawing, the line has been drawn in the sand for us to understand exactly who they are and what we need to do to uh, basically, you know, be able to, to, to facilitate yeah. these types of conversations online. And so it's, um, it's definitely helped us get visibility. Um, I would know, say we almost expected it to, to get bad, um, yeah. but maybe not 
quite at the level where like the president of the United States would get kicked off of Twitter, um, you know, or, or a platform being taken down completely wiped off the internet, um, for free speech and, and refusal to moderate content. Uh, like what happened to parlor. I don't think we expected that. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, eventually I guess I was expecting it. Well, maybe not the president, but, but, um, yeah, but yeah, but it's just, you know, I think, I think everything is just, you know, I think, uh, you know, everything's just kind of, we're used to kind of more year by year incrementalism or even decade by decade. Now it's like every day there's, you it's know, like something new. we're at hyperspeed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or warp, warp, where's warp, it? Warp drive? Warp, what's the, uh, what's the Star Wars yeah, reference? Yeah. Lightspeed. Let's jump. To no, lightspeed. I was talking about, uh, Trump's, uh, war, what is it? That was warp, warp speed. Trump. Operation warp, warp speed. Yeah. Uh, warp speed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it it has gone really quick. I mean, someone who's been following this agenda for a long time, they don't usually go this quick. They, they wake too many people up. So they're clearly desperate to get this stuff done very, very quickly, which is, in itself is actually quite a good sign because they're, they're completely making a hash up of it. It's, it's ridiculous. Yes. Um, how has it been with yourself, like your friends and family? And I, I don't know how your, your views are on the vaccine passports or the vaccines or that. This, this seems to be dividing people left, right and centre. Um, how's it been for you guys and, and people that maybe you work with at Float or the different views on these things? Because um, some people can be obviously very extreme with them um, in their views. And we've had people come to work with us in, in uh, Iconic and other places who won't come into a room without a mask on. They won't work with you and stand near you, which is obviously clearly impossible to do when you're, you're creating video content. How has that affected you in your daily life and, and the way you do work, these, these extremes? Um, um, I would say it doesn't. We don't align ourselves with those people. <laughs> um, with, our, uh, you know, with our team, we, we actually almost always work remote, um, you know, but everyone on our team is very philosophically aligned and awake to yeah. what is happening. And so we're very fortunate and very lucky in that aspect. Um, you know, if someone did want to wear a mask within our company, I, you know, we wouldn't fire them for it. Like that's, you know, that's their own health prerogative. But at the end of the day, um, I don't, I don't say it's really, it's really affected us much at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, you know, well, the issue with the, uh, economy, early last year, I guess, you know, was worrisome, but, but yeah, besides that and really, yeah, our team, I mean, even though I wouldn't say, yeah, we're not all politically aligned, I would say, I would still say that we're all kind of by, yeah, by definition, we're, we're all at least voluntarists. So maybe we, you, we believe, you know, for ourselves, this or that, but we still believe that, you know, or respect others to be able to make their own decisions. So um, it's, yeah, it's a great group to, to be a part of and, and help continue to build because, um, we just yeah we have a phenomenal team yeah and I think we just we learn from each other uh, you know on the daily and, and challenge each other to to be better and so that's that's all you could ask for in a team as far as um, uh, with just the the censorship stuff and just kind of all the other you know things that are going on um, it's it really again just going back to what we were talking about before it's it's actually helped us in a way because we've been able to find or you know kind of fine tune our pitch and also uh, focus on the right investors to talk to and the, you know, just the right people in general for yeah, business. Yeah. Um, so, and then, and again, that, that's where I think, you know, it's exciting with the, with the vast or not exciting, the vaccine passports are, uh, you know, can be horrible, terrifying, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I try, I try to look at the bright side, the silver lining. And I think that's now people are revealing their true selves 
And so in my opinion, it's, I, I prefer that than, you know, dealing with people or, or conducting business with people that I don't Finding know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we'd it, rather work with people knowing full well and good their intentions, you know, so we can make the right decision for us to whether or not we want to support them. Yeah. And so, so I think with everything that's happened over the last year and a half with everything being so quick and, you know, warp speed, it's, it's revealed true colors. And like Kingsley said, it's drawn lines in the sand, you know? So now, you know, float, personally has taken on this um, mission, I would say, to stop supporting bad and immoral companies and to only work and, you know, we've switched servers, you know, like we're really putting our money where our mouth is um, up with this, you know, to only work with companies that we really believe will back us, you know, and, and that believe and do good things. Yeah, and I mean, in reality, our, our company, uh, we, we rely on that. And as individuals, we need to realize that we rely on that too, you know? And so we just need to be supporting each other moving forward or, or more focused on that at least. Yeah. That's a social media company. We, as, as an iconic ourselves, um, and not, we're subscri subscription based, um, video platform, much like Netflix, but we had our, um, our app reviews by, um, Apple, um, but it's on the play store. Have you guys had issues with these sort of things? We know Parler were taken off straight away. And how has that affected what you're doing? I mean, being a social media company, a lot of, especially Apple users, expect to have an app, um, which is yeah. bizarre. But um, how has that affected you guys? So with what happened with Parler, um, that really helped open our eyes. We, we did have an, a, an app in test flight. It was a beta app. Um, which not quite on the app store, but we did have plans to build to build an iOS app eventually. Um, and once Parler got taken down, we took a step back and we were like, you know what, this doesn't make sense to pursue an iOS app. We're, we would just be dumping time and resources um, into building something that would just be taken away from us eventually. And if there's anything we've learned from the removal of Parler and also the removal of Gab years ago, which a lot of people forget, um, it's just that Apple does not support free speech and we can't expect them to change that behavior. Um, so we, you know, we basically just gave them the middle finger and, and decided, you know, if people want to use float on iOS, they can use a browser um, or a browser extension. We're not going to try to pursue something that will just end up being taken away from us in the, in the, in the end, you know what I mean? So, uh, we do have an app on the Google Play Store. However, we are going to be releasing like APKs in the future, um, you know, so people can access Float without an app store. Okay, that's incredible because I've got the, the Float app on here and I knew you had one, but this is something that we all need to think about is the fact that if we use anything via them, we're, we're opening ourselves up to be vulnerable. We've got our own servers, massive servers in, in the uh, studios here because we were taking off um, Vimeo and on, everything went completely i've just been recently deleted again for the second time of twitter so it's happening daily i know james corbett a couple of days ago was taken off of youtube as well where did the name float come from where, where did that originate from yeah it's kind of like uh, comes from like flotilla uh, or like armada uh, and the idea being that you know it can be used as uh in a bunch of different ways in, in speech but just the idea of like we have this kind of this visual you know element to it of just big tech being kind of like the the Titanic, and you know basically on its course to the uh, to the iceberg, 
Whereas we're just, you know, a, a community of, of sailboats kind of sailing into the, you know, into the sunset. Uh, together. together. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, there's uh, different elements, you know, and then we're, we're hoping that eventually uh, float can be used like uh, in turn, you know, just in, in different ways, like as far as like moving money or um, in, in other aspects or actions on the, on the platform. My so. personal favorite is that we are the digital Noah's Ark. Yeah, that's one of the lines, yeah. Yeah, it's a similar with um with BitChute and um even what we say iconic is like a, a library of Alexandria. I think mm-hmm. there's all these kind of old ways of looking at things. They had it sussed back then, to be honest, with there were clues put in place for us to kind of navigate around this. So what does the future hold for you guys as well? Because I know you're a couple of years in, you're obviously quite young as well. So this is an exciting time for you guys, but it's also it's also a very uh heady times for someone a, a, a people so young um to try and do this um yourselves how are you kind of keeping it together yeah uh one day <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no it's um one day and one gray hair gray hair yeah we're, time. we're growing as a team um i mean we have a bunch of we have like a huge roadmap I and mean, we pretty much have the next five you know three to five years already laid out for us yeah um we're gonna be we're going through a uh, like a full uh uh redesign right now and also a rebuild of the site so we're going to be very very scalable up to i'm being told up to like the the hundreds of millions of of users um we're going to be launching you know a big part of the feature set of what we're doing is is kind of similar to facebook except applying uh encryption um blockchain and cryptocurrency where we feel you know it benefits the users so we have uh, a bunch of different social features that we're going to be pumping out we have Float Market, which we're really excited about. We have um, more uh, cryptocurrencies, including our own Float Token, that we're going to be uh, rolling out into our, our uh, the Float Wallet. Um, we have, you know, we have there's there's we have a lot of kind of forward thinking ideas. Once we uh, especially attack uh, the different social features and then Float Market, um, as far as like ways to incorporate other decentralized technology into float mm-hmm. um so that that stuff hasn't been really revealed in public yet but there's we have a lot of really right. kind of cutting that includes that also includes you know uh the integration of ipfs onto our platform right um you know like we're going to be building out a group feature we've been teasing that for quite a while it's actually the bones are already built it's just the design element has to be implemented um, you know, there's, there's so much, um, that we are planning on doing, adding like a decentralized exchange onto our platform, um, adding more ways to like, uh, a big part of what we're doing too is interoperability. So, um, for instance, you can, you can connect your Twitter account to your float accounts, um, and it'll auto post from, uh, float, float to Twitter if you choose to, we have a way where you can download your Facebook data, your post pictures and videos from all those years on Facebook, and you can upload that to your float profile to carry those memories on. Mm-hmm. Um, we recommend people do that. And with the interoperability, we're, you know, it's, it's just all about building bridges to, from big tech platforms to float and also from float to other alternative platforms. So for instance, we're looking to become a library app. So you'll be able to view library videos and content on float and interact with them. Um, and then also you'll also be able to uh, upload, you know, videos to Float, you know, auto post the library. And we can even do that with YouTube as well. So we're just, at the end of the day, we're just really trying to become a very useful communication and broadcasting tool. And unstoppable. Yeah, for users, yeah. That's great that you're working with guys, um, the guys at uh, Library as well and Odyssey and these guys. And, and um, 
there are so many different ones but they're still at a point now i think where people still seem to be clinging on to the youtube sinking ship and myself as well um but, but luckily i mean i don't have a, too many subscribers and i have about five thousand and most of my work goes on iconic which is a much bigger audience but a lot of people still seem to be clinging to that don't know that that audience there um do you think there comes a point that soon where they're going to realize that they need to kind of navigate off that or do you think a lot of them will stop once the youtube kind of bans them do you think it's just really hard for them isn't it because they feel like they're starting again I think it's an inevitable an inevitability. Say that ten times fast. Um, that that the, eventually they'll realize that if they want to continue to put out content and reach people, they're gonna have to make the jump to other platforms. It's just it's just the way that things are moving towards. I mean, YouTube is just becoming so difficult to spread the word and and just. Or just even find information that you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, it's I mean, impossible. Yeah. I mean, if I type in David Icke into, into YouTube right now, like there's going to be so many probably mainstream media articles. Um, and I won't be able to find a single David Icke video probably until like seven or eight pages in. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, they're stopping the free flow of information. And if people don't realize that they have to stop supporting this bad, bad immoral company now, then they're going to be... I just think they're going to be decimated by YouTube. Yeah. And they, they used to, um, I used to get upset when I would see all the, you know, any new news about censorship, but now it's like, you know, they're basically shooting themselves in the foot every, every week or so. Um, so, you know, if they keep, uh, not being friendly to their content creators, um, that are the ones that, you know, build their, or gave their them, whole, gave them their revenue in the first place. Yeah. Then um, you know. Then I mean, I think it's, it's just gonna it's gonna play out to their detriment uh, eventually. I don't know when that time will come. I know you know even myself, uh, just like yourself, you know, uh, we still use you know some of these big tech platforms. But I do know that our behavior is changing individually, and I know that that hap that's happening uh, for many many other people. And so I think it's just you know a matter of kind of the hundredth monkey effect, and we're we're you know we're getting closer and closer to that. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it as well. There's another side to this though, isn't there? There's the content creators and, and the ease of going on there, putting a video up and knowing you've got an audience there. But then there's the other side where your audience has not had uh, in the psychology or, or, or the cycle of actually going to YouTube. It's almost like a reflex, isn't it? You go on your phone, you tap Facebook, you go on your phone, you tap, not me, I'm chucked off all of them, but most of them, people, you've got that reflex in there. How are new tech platforms going about kind of offering another way of doing that or is it a process of learning different behaviors that's going to take time for the for the audience i mean and for the user as opposed to the content creator yeah yeah for for the for the audience yeah it just it really comes down to uh to user experience and you know any benefits that you can provide and that's something that we've learned you know like since launching you know we've changed our logo uh you know at least once and we are currently going through a complete app redesign or site redesign um, because we understand that you know the user friendliness and and just the ease of use is so crucial and so important i we we've seen so many comments from people who've come from facebook and they're like this looks nothing like facebook i can't use it and they just give up because facebook has been the standard for so long yeah. um and so 
if you don't have features or a flow that at least mimics what they're used to, it's like you really, when building a social media site, this is something that I don't think, you know, we had an idea of, but we were not proficient of. It's just the psychology. You have to get into the psychology of the user and really kind of understand why they do things or why they won't do things. Um, and so that's something that we're taking into account currently and, and will be uh, showcasing within our, our redesign here soon, real soon. And then, and then part of our strategy too is taking those content creators that have been uh, affected by the big tech platforms and trying to showcase them saying, okay, well now they're, you know, their content, it, uh, it carries on uh, on float. So, you know, yeah, I mean, this, this, it just keeps, it keeps having, you know, you mentioned James Corbett, but, um, but there's still so many other content creators out there that are complaining about what's going on, but are still on the big tech platform. So it's just a matter of time. Uh, we've seen, you know, so many, so many people, so many of our friends, so many of our community that, uh, you know, er basically every day there's, there's someone else that, that gets uh, uh, taken down for, for no reason. Mm -hmm. So how do you guys, before we go, how do you guys kind of get your, the word out about Float though? If I think go back to the sort of original question, if the biggest way to get them out is to be on the mainstream channels or go on the Facebook or go on um, on Twitter or be on an Instagram feed, what, how do we kind of battle against that and turn and do we have to create a new audience? Do we have to create a new psychology of people understanding? To me, is a little bit of, the people understanding that going on these things are being used and abused and the data has been used and abused. But how do we go about kind of promoting what we're doing if we're almost bottlenecked into using these systems in the first place? I think we're stronger in numbers, you know? So for us, like collaboration with other platforms is, is huge for us. And honestly, collaboration with other content creators, you know, um, I, I, I've heard back from users, you know, oh, I came to float because I heard you on so-and-so's podcast. And, um, you know, that's the only way I would have heard from you guys. Cause I don't see you on Facebook and I don't see your videos on, on YouTube. Um, you know, so collaboration, I think is number one. Um, number two, I think is, is honestly just pounding the pavement, you know, doing guerrilla marketing, networking is huge, you know, going to different events, uh, and spreading the word and, and showing people, giving people a good user experience for them to keep, uh, you know, to, to go back to it's a place where they want to be. Um, you know, I, yeah. And I think, I, you know, I think a lot of, uh, a lot of the features that we're working on too, um, are really going to, you know, benefit the members of our, of our community. So it's just right. a matter of executing and, and, and getting creative, I think, Yeah. you know, the internet's not the only way to to tell people about a site that exists so well, that's exactly what we've been saying iconic we need to go back to kind of being out there and obviously part of this whole lockdown thing has been to curb people talking about these things face to face i think that's um, a big part of keeping people indoors is that we can't chat face to face about these things yeah. and um, hopefully that's opening up now how is it for you guys there it's it's a quite a lot it's never been horrific here to be honest although they may make it out that way the english have got a good way of pretending like just three four weeks into just telling us what to do we'll get bored of it like and like petulant toddlers will wander around and just do what we want anyway so i don't think it's really worked over here how has it been for you um, it's, it has, you know, it hasn't been too bad. It's, it's kind of annoying just cause in we're, you know, we're in Vegas, uh, right now and we're just used to every, everything being so convenient. <laughs> so, you know, having to put on your mask, things close early. Like we're just used to 24 seven kind of lifestyle here in Vegas. So things are, 
still closing early. Um, also, our our governor is uh, is a little you know is a commie, and so he he's trying to act like Gavin Newsom or pretend like he, you know he's he's uh, the best next thing or whatever. So um, so he you know so dealing with with his emotional rants every month or so about what's next or you know what we're allowed to do or can't do is annoying obviously but i feel like the english have way more balls than americans though it's crazy <laughs> like you see you see the protests and you know like you see what yeah. mainstream media reports about the protests they're like they significantly decrease the, uh, the attendance right when you look at the picture and you're like okay there's definitely more than like three thousand people there like that is like well into the millions Absolutely, um, yeah this weekend in london that gareth was at gareth Ike was at and um there was tens of thousands of people there i mean probably upwards of sixty thousand, maybe even more than that there and the bbc didn't report it at all not in the slightest and um it just goes to show but people are waking up to that here in this country you've got um and i know they are where you are there's millions of people that won't over five million people have taken the first vaccine refused to take the second so i think we're heading in the right direction with that yeah and then you know i think yeah they're just gonna apply the pain points uh as far as okay you can't can't travel we've already seen this you can't go to uh this events in your hometown because you don't have it uh, you know so i think we know where this is going so but again this this gives us the opportunity hey if that if that's the way that they're gonna go we'll pave this new road uh towards this this uh this you know this i won't say new world but uh but you know what i mean um because uh we'll build those solutions yeah exactly you know yeah, like they'll yeah. put a roadblock and we'll just have to build a new road yeah i mean that's just and i think that's that's what we need to encourage more of is just we need to encourage more innovation and you know people who just are not afraid and not afraid to build not afraid to you know to build a new road for or, people yeah. who are getting completely roadblocked by the government right yeah i have i've adopted this new phrase uh uh stop complaining yeah, stop complaining, start creating. And I think that's just, you know, and then I would, uh, beyond that, I would say just, you know, really, yeah, start supporting um, and just realizing, you know, figure out who your tribe is. Yeah. And oh my God, the power of community is like so important. Yeah. Well, that's why it was great to get you guys in, in the documentary that we've got coming out in a few weeks' time. And I'm hopefully going to get that on band.tv as well, band.video, Alex Jones, so we can get a big audience and then hopefully get a big audience for you guys as well. So, Thank you for your time and, and thank you for taking the time to chat to me today. And I'd love to do this again. So where can people find Flow? How can they get in touch with you guys? And if they want to reach out and chat to you and, and get you on their podcast as well, because obviously we're trying to spread the word as far, far and wide yeah. as possible for you. So, yeah, so you can reach myself at Aaron at float.app and that's F-L-O-T-E. Uh, you can reach King at King at float.app uh, via email. And then, um, yeah, if you want to go to float, you can just go to joinfloat.com and sign up. Uh, I'm Aaron, he's King. And, uh, and yeah, we'd be more than happy to chat. We try to, we try to do every podcast, um, that people like reach out to us about. Actually, I posted that we were going to be on your podcast today, Richard, and someone we were on a podcast with, I think it was last week or the week before. It was so fun. It's a guy who, has his um like left-wing mother-in-law it's him oh. and his left-wing mother-in-law it's called De deborah gets red pilled yep. and he reached out to me and he asked he goes please ask richard how we can get on iconic <laughs> yes yes that's what we're gonna try i was on his show a couple of weeks ago and i'm trying to get him on iconic and it's it's we've got so much content but i want to get him on it's such a great concept 
and I spoke it's so to her. Fun. <laughs> it's brilliant, and it was so funny, and she was so open to all, all the things. Yeah. talking about some really weird, odd things and Hollywood Satanism, and she's sitting there taking it all in. It was great, and it is great stuff like that. They give you key stuff like that. So, and thank yeah. you guys for taking the time to chat to me. And um, sorry about the time confusion. And what I'll do is I'll get this up and share all the links back to you you guys and uh, when the film's out i'll help you try and promote you guys as much as possible what you guys are doing is fantastic we need all of us to pitch in as you say and help each other and um, i'm hoping to get to work with you guys a lot in the future yeah awesome. same and next time we're we're across the pond we're gonna come visit you absolutely we've got the tv <laughs> studios here so when you're over here we can do some interviews some tv shows we've also got um Cara Fikes right now TV show that goes out every Friday and it's a live show it looks very Alex Jones like so it's very well produced and they're looking for um, he's always looking for people to be interviewed on there it will be a video one but if you guys want to go on there then that would be a really good good thing for you you guys I think if I'll put you in touch yeah awesome. that would be great we would love that yeah I'll definitely do my makeup and my hair that day okay, I'll do mine too I'll get Gareth to do it as well. there you go yeah well thanks Richard it was a pleasure talking to you today and uh, yeah let's stay in touch you too. You take care. Bye bye. Right, bye. I'm unapologetically fly. I don't wonder why. That's just my attitude. Yeah. Okay. Hey, that's just my. Uh, 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 come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh.